Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I remember waking up and I'm a bit confused. And I'm looking down, I'm thinking, oh, I've got no top on. Oh, I'm in a police station. Have I walked out the house naked? I didn't know why I was there. There's no memory recall as to why I was there. Today's episode, you may have noticed, is a little shorter than usual. It comes in at about 25 to 30 minutes as opposed to around an hour. And that's because it's such a raw and difficult topic right now for my guest, Zaina Iman, who is courageous enough to come forward and speak. You can hear that she is clearly uh, still suffering from the trauma of it all. She was um, oh, about, what was it, 30 months ago on the day that we spoke just a few days before this comes out um arrested by greater manchester police um she was high on cocaine at the time and she alleges that she was drugged by police and sexually assaulted and you know i i know that people have difficulty sometimes with uh, outlandish claims particularly from somebody who had taken drugs herself but this is now a theory that is backed up by uh, some very big you know high up people in high up places at the moment because there is clear footage for example uh, of her just lying naked in a cell for hours uh, face down which if they thought she was a drug concern is extremely dangerous to do and you're just looking at it going what why is she still naked why doesn't she have her clothes back on uh, it's humiliating and there are hours of the footage that is just gone and that shouldn't happen and nobody you know they're saying it's a corrupt disc at the moment so um i got this interview with zayna where you know she wants to get her story out there as much as possible there were times you know obviously we spoke for much longer than this interview that i've put out i've had to edit it down um, and there were times where it was very difficult for her and I, you know, I said to her, you don't have to go on, but she really wants this out there. This is part of her battle. So please do follow her on Twitter. I'll put that in the um, description um, and, and sort of follow her cause because she believes this is happening to many others as well and people are too scared to speak out. Keep listening to this podcast. Um, there'll be plenty of big episodes coming out as I've explained uh, previously next month I've got a guest booker working on the show so we're going to start to get some really varied and different kinds of episodes things like flat earthers and astrophysicists and talks about UFOs and things like that so we're going to vary it up because it's been a lot about cults recently and today's is also a bit different so now you're on the edge of Greater Manchester Police and what is being alleged to have happened with Zaina Iman (laughs) 
Welcome to another episode of On the Edge with Andrew Gold. I've got a topic very close to my heart uh, today that we're going to be discussing because it's something that I saw actually it was on Sky News on, on YouTube just a few days ago and I thought, oh my God, uh, just, just one of the most egregious, awful examples of uh, police brutality and duplicitous duplicitousness or duplicity I, should, I think is the word just the worst thing I've ever seen one of the worst things I've ever seen definitely it's Zaina Iman on to tell us her very personal story about what happened to her at the hands of Greater Manchester Police Zaina well how, how are you doing thanks for coming on the show um mixed mixed emotions um I always smile um because I'm naturally a happy person but I think it's more to like disguise the, you know, whatever's happening. Um, it's 30 months today um, since yeah. the allegations. So when I'm talking about it to you, I'm reliving it. And when I'm mm. seeing it all over the media, I'm reliving it. When I tweet about it, I'm re reliving it. And I'm putting myself through that for a reason. And it's, it's a reason like it's already happened to me. I have to make peace with it. I'm not going to let it define my entire life. But because of what I know and the fact that I know after 30 months they're still doing it because they're still working. So there's no doubt they're still doing it. I'm going to openly say they're still doing it. Yeah? You don't do commit a crime, yeah. get away with it or not commit the crime, crime again. Especially if it's sexual offences. Why did they detain you in the first place? I was suffering during lockdown. Um... So I decided to get high. I was so giddy. I, I ran my friend and this friend has never seen me high. So, cause it, do you know what I mean? So this client's never seen me high. He's he's rang 999. Police. Yeah, so he's rang 999. They've requested an ambulance. 12.45, Greater Manchester Police turn up. So they've requested an ambulance, but they've turned up for a check on welfare. Right, I understand that. That's fair enough. But at the time, I was a single female living alone, roughly five foot five, five foot six, and I was about eight stones. So they've sent two vans, one police car, four male officers, one female officer. Put a check on welfare call. It's a lot. Yeah, isn't it? right. Why? Why? Well, well it's, it's, a, it's an excessive response because if you listen to the nine 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 call, um, it clearly states no history of violence. Do you know what I mean? It says, with a lady, yeah, yeah. we're female living alone, no history of violence because they go through any conviction they got just to make sure that the ambulance staff are safe in the situation that they're going to be attending. So they've reeled off all my details yeah. like this is a mobile number, this is a date of birth, this is an address, this is a name. I've got the call, I've got the call. I'm the lady that alleges in the papers, alleges that she was drugged and sexually assaulted by Greater Manchester Police Officers during her detainment. I don't allege, I'm actually saying it, they drugged and raped me, right? I'm saying it, but I can't say that. Well, I did say it in Sky's piece, but I'm not allowed to. I'm censored by the media, right? I love what the three media outlets have done for me, but they've got to go through like the legal processes. Do you get what I mean? So because they've got to... Yeah, got, they've got to be careful. Yeah. So but you know what, Zaina? You know what's really interesting is, is like in your case, is that there is loads of evidence yeah. supporting what yeah. you're saying. Because otherwise, it, it is very difficult. You know, it isn't, it's not an easy position sometimes as a journalist because people are saying stuff and you're like, well, I know even, that's probably true, but how can I prove it if I were to get sued or whatever? Yeah, you saw the evidence, right? 
That's not everything. Yeah. That's not my whole story, though. This is the thing. This is my whole story. Right, so I was detained for 40 hours, people. So I alleged that the allegations happened in two separate hours on two different days, okay? So one hour one day, one hour the next day. I know I'm never getting that footage because I know what's on that footage, right? I've always known that I'm never getting it, but I've had to go through the whole rigmarole just to show and build up my casework because I've always known what's on that footage, you know, since I started speaking out. How much do you remember of getting into a cell in in the, in the police station? I remember when, obviously, it was a check on welfare and I've been arrested, right, so they broke in after I flashed them, but this was after an hour of being outside my house. Conveniently, they've not given the body body worn for the flash because that's the only reason they broke in. Um, they've come in through the side of the door, coming through my kitchen into my hallway. I didn't want them there for an hour. I'd been telling them, I don't want you here. And I weren't even polite. I told them to fuck off. They've arrested me for swiping an officer's glasses after they've tugged at me and I said, oh, what are you doing? Some words to that effect. Picked me up, right? So touched me first. Plonked me in the kitchen surrounded me and then they've asked me what have you taken and I'm not kidding you people it was embarrassing to put the footage out but it's out there and I'm owning it I don't care troll me all you want yeah screw it troll me all you want right I've got nothing to hide hence yeah. the reason I'm putting it all out there and then the first sighting of me in custody is at 326 so I was generous and I've said that my house from the police station was a 10 minute drive but it's roughly depending on what time of the day it is you can get there in six, seven minutes, right? So during that period, during lockdown, when there was no cars out, it would have taken them six, seven minutes, right? They've got blues and twos, whatever. But even if they were driving like a gran granny, it, it would have taken them about a maximum of 10 minutes, okay? An hour and 26 minutes, uh, a three, an hour and 26 minutes, it took them to do a 10-minute journey. Yeah, so within minutes of... The vehicle starting to move. I remember, I remember like my vision going blurry, blurry, and I felt quite euphoric as well. And my head started spinning and just complete blackout. An hour and 26 minutes to do a 10 minute journey. And the reason I say it took an hour and 26 minutes to do a 10 minute journey, the last footage of me was when I was placed in the 159 in the van. First sighting of me in custody was at 326. So they've not gave me any body worn video any vehicle footage, any custody front desk footage. So if you watch 24 hours in custody, they always give the custody front desk footage as standard with audio. I've not got any audio. I've got no custody front desk footage. They just will have not released it. Hey, it's Andrew. If you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. On What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on What Could Go Right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist 
Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com heretics and get three extra months for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash heretics. Go to expressvpn.com slash heretics to learn more. What do you think was going on in all the times where we've got, got like lapses in the cameras? Well, I'm like going to be honest. I'm not going to make assumptions of what happened in the van. And I've never said that was drugged and raped in the van. But what I want to know why the footage, you placed me in the back of a police van, wide awake, high on court at 159 then the next sighting of me is at 326 a.m right and i'm lifeless and i'm being strip searched so the footage that you see on on the media isn't the full strip search but if you watch this strip search it's six seven minutes long right my body is lifeless people i had an overweight officer that it looked like she she kind of fell on me i didn't move Right? Now, I this footage, this part of the footage was a shock to me because I didn't remember this bit. I was like, why are they doing this to me? This is like very George Floyd-esque, right? They've, one's got a hand on my face like that, hand on my head. And every time they're turning me around and my head's like this, like a rag doll. And you can't mm. see that on the footage, that thingy. But the way that they strip searched me, right? And they said that they, it's not a strip search, it was a search because it was done for my safety. Now, people, listen to that very carefully, that excuse that GMP, Great Manchester Police, have gave to the media. They've, like, strip-searched me, but that strip-search isn't a strip-search because it was from, for my welfare, right? At the time, I was unconscious. If somebody passes out in front of me, my first reaction isn't, oh, I know, let's cut a knickers and bra, take a jeans off, cut a knicker and bras out. Pull something up, out in between the legs, cut a top off, leave it, face down in a cell, lifeless, with an other pair of shorts and with a belt. That's some of the hardest parts. The hardest parts to see is like the, in the footage there that you are just lying face down, topless, 
for a long time when they apparently feared that you had taken something, you know, you could have suffocated or who knows what. They've just left yeah. you there. Why are you half naked? Why are they just leaving you like that? I should have been taken straight to hospital if it was something that I had done. But I believe it was something, GMP had done something, assumably. Hence the reason they've not got me medical attention. That's rationally thinking, right? But I've made no allegations. I've just said, asked a question. Where's the vehicle? Body, entire body one from my house, right? You've not given me the vehicle footage because you know I've passed out. And when I say the vehicle footage, it, the officer mm. that clearly in the vehicle, why, if you've turned your body one video off, why? Why? I, I'm a check and welfare. You need to keep it on, right? No vehicle footage, no custody front, front desk footage. The first footage provided to me is when I'm strip searched and, and left it lifeless on, on the floor. Right. And people that have seen the full strip search, right? So people are shocked about what they've seen on the Channel 4. Channel 4 and Sky, the strip search little extracts that they've used, that is mild, people. That's mild. That, that, that's nothing to worry about, right? Watch the actual strip, strip search, the entire strip search. This is why I'm wondering was it mostly men or, or, or were there women as right, well getting so involved? So in when this? I've been carried into the cell, there is a male present. Okay, so when I'm being laid head down, there's a male present, right? So he kind of like goes out of view of the camera and the women, the people that are searching me appear to be all women, right? And what I've always found unusual is the officer's glasses that I swiped was a female officer, but she, right, so she arrived at my house at 12.45 people, but she was the one that was conducting the strip search as well, the main officer conducting the strip search. Should that have been appropriate considering I was arrested for knocking her glasses off her face? Not knocking, just swiping like a child, right? Was that appropriate yeah. to get her to do my strip search? Is that why I was treated so barbarically? Because in an intoxicated state, after they broke into my house, after they, they picked me up and touched me first, they've surrounded me. So intimidated and bemused, I've like swiped the glasses. You've arrested me for that, and this is reinforced with the uh, the footage that I do have. I remember waking up, and I'm a bit confused. And I'm looking around. I'm thinking, looking down. I'm thinking, oh, I've got no top on. Oh, I'm in a police yeah. station. Have I walked out the house naked? Is that why I'm in? I thought I didn't like. Do you know, I didn't. I yeah. didn't know why I was there. There was no memory recall as to why I was there. I think I fall asleep and woken up as I don't know, I can't remember, but I have to review the footage. But there's clearly a five hour sobriety period, yeah. Like I said, the trauma response is kicking in because I know what's played in my head because I'm playing the what's happened. Right. So five hours sobriety has returned. Five hours, right? So in this five hour I'm I'm no longer high. Um you can see from the footage that I'm fully dressed. Okay? Fully dressed. I'm constantly going to, I'm being annoying, I'm constantly going back and forward because I'm asking them why, I remember this, I'm asking them why am I here, tell me why I'm here, I'm ready to go home, please let me go home, why am I here? I weren't getting any response and they were just like, what I remember one of my memories was like, shut the fuck up Zayna, drink some water and go to sleep because I, would, I wanted to know why I was there. Right, as you can tell I'm quite gobby so you can imagine they're not telling me why I'm there. So I'm arguing, I'm not arguing with them, but I'm saying it like assertively. Why, why am I here? What, what's, nothing, nothing. Anyway, so, sorry. 
So one hour before the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's the 30 month mark. So I know I knew today was going to be hard. Do you need to take a break? No, because I, do you know what? If I knew edit it, I'm hoping that people can see. I don't want, like, I could have put, like, filtered pictures up and, like, always be glammed up and I'm on telly if I wanted this for fame. But I want to document, document my journey so people can see the highs yeah. and the lows. Um, yeah, yeah. Shall I read out this little article here from Sky News just to also give a rundown? Yeah, you do that. That would be easier. Well, they've gone with um, in Sky News, police watchdog launches investigation into woman's claim she was sexually assaulted in custody. Zaina Iman, 38, told Sky News she was drugged and sexually assaulted while she was held by officers from Greater Manchester Police. Responding to the Independent Office for Police Conduct investigation, Miss Iman told Sky News, I've been dealing with the whole police complaints procedure since 2021. I've been gaslit. I've been stonewalled and as a last resort I waived my right to anonymity and that wasn't easy. She said she had been failed by the entire police complaints procedure and had zero faith in the investigation and the justice system and this Sky News article's got all sorts of pictures uh, of different hours and missing parts of the CCTV footage um, and it continues the IOPC said it has received two referrals from Greater Manchester Police linked to complaints made by the woman regarding her detention by officers they said one was a re-referral of matters we originally received back in 2022 and uh, also new allegations regarding the woman's treatment and custody that had not previously been brought to our attention investigation will look at nature of interaction woman had with police in custody you, and a lot of people saying you know Catherine Bates the regional director said these are very these very serious allegations will have undoubtedly unsettled the local community Good. and the wider public Good. their severity Good. raises understandable concern and has the potential to undermine confidence in it policing. should yeah I mean it sounds it's awful and it's you know they say you came out of this with uh, evidence of sort of sexual related yeah, injuries yeah I had right? rectal and vaginal bleeding I was bleeding from both passages well, that shouldn't be happening when you go into the police. This is the thing. I've, I've, I've decided to waive my right to anonymity because I. it, it was a last resort. Uh, and I, I don't care if people don't believe me. I don't care if people believe me. But ideally, I want them to believe me. But even if they don't believe me, right, um, because I've spoken out, they've actually named the station because they've said, there's an right, so mine happened in April, um, February 2021. Sorry, there's another two girls that are complaining about mistreatment after my case, right? But the thing is, the response to this, people, it's a cover up, okay? They're all saying we've just come to light about the serious allegations, we weren't aware of it before. You all knew in 2021, right? So, right now, I'm watching a cover up play, play out in real time and i'm not gonna lie this is now like therapy for me so every time they open their mouth i'm like thinking please shut up like i talk a lot but i'm like please shut up i've got data to contradict that well and also i should say because you, you know you're concerned that some people might not believe you and some do and whatever you've got the former greater manchester police chief 
superintendent, Martin Harding, he's seen the available footage and thinks your claims are credible. And he said the first thing they've got to do is go back to day one and start to see what evidence is out there for them to gather. That's a key part of an investigation. And I'm afraid I believe a lot of evidence was lost. Mm. What they've then got to do is interview key witnesses. But the problem they've now got is a lot of these witnesses, their memory is two and a half years on. They've slept a lot and they've had a lot of cases in between. So will we get a true reflection of what took place in those days? They've all known since 2021. So they're all, right, so this is like GMP, the IC, uh, GMC, right, sorry. GMP, GMCA, which is the mayor's office, right? The PCC, Andy Burnham, right? The the assistant chief, they all knew. Even Dame Vera Bate, who's currently doing the inquiry, she knew as well. So they've all gone on television saying, ooh, we're surprised we didn't know about this. You did, and I have the data to back that up, okay? You guys have collectively allowed these sex offenders 30 months today to continue to work, right? They're still serving, so I'm not the only one, guys, okay? I'm not the only one. I'm just the only one that's come forward. Only now am I being heard. They gaslit, they stonewalled. They tried to have me resectioned. Um, they were trying to pin a crime on me that I didn't commit. Speak to me just on, a, on an emotional level, I suppose. That the moment you realise what uh, the police had done to you, like the full extent of it, or the, the, at least what you thought they might have done, how did that feel? How does that feel as a, as a woman or as a person to feel that you might have been invaded in that way? Mate, to be honest, because I've been fighting for the missing footage, there's two hours, two crucial hours, like where I believe I was detained. So it's 10am on the 5th of February and 1pm on the 6th. It took them over 29 months to tell me that a corrupt disc meant that this footage was is gone, but they're going to forensically retrieve it. People, we know they're never going to forensically retrieve it because I know what's on that. But, right, 29 months that made me, like, put me through agony and torture, like, like trying to get this footage just so I could get closure and just, like, so, so I could know. I want to know what they did to me. I know what I remember, but I want to see it. I want to see it. That's my legal right. Give me what you did to me. But they won't, right? So even when Sky News asked them, where's the missing two, two hours? They didn't tell them anything. They didn't respond to that question, right? So what they've done is, right, I did a protest in Manchester, right? It was on August the 1st, and it was organised by the Women's Equality Party. So there was a lot of people that turned up for in solidarity for me because I'd seen my story on Sky I can't believe these people turned up to listen, like to, to support me. I've been fighting the the system, the whole police complaint system by myself. They've all gaslit and stonewalled me. So, and I'm looking around and because in my head, I thought I'm going to come here. There's going to be nobody here. And I'm looking there. So I actually said, right, over 29 months, I've kind of been fighting for my footage. I know I'm not going to get that footage because if I was going to get it, I'd already have it. But I haven't. So anyway, the very next day, Graham Manchester Police released a statement, right? This like so a day after the Independent article came out as well, and they specified the two missing hours. Graham Manchester Police put out a statement and said, um, unfortunately, when we were trying to give missing man her subject accident, the the, like they've been waffled. They've just said the a corrupt disc, and both the two hours that I allege I was drugged and sexually assaulted, it's down to a corrupt disc. So what my question is, no, no, my question is, you released that footage, the the footage that I do have in February 2022. So why has it taken you all this time, right? So we're in what, August, well, July 2023, when the uh, Sky bit came out. 
Why is it taking you all that time to tell me who's been chasing that missing footage since I made the subject access request? Why? Why is it taking you? They've destroyed the evidence. But like I said, I've got to the crossroads because I know what happens in that station, right? And I know this is what they've been doing. And I've become, got to a point where I became so desperate, right? I just thought, you know what, sod it, right? I'm going to just do it. I just thought, put it all out there. And 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 it took me ages, like, to try to get somebody. Because imagine someone says to you, like, I was arrested and I was locked up for 40 hours and the police collectively drugged and raped me. People look, most people look and think, nah, she's not well. She's not well, yeah? I no, get that. But you've got people behind you oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got people behind you. You've got people believing your story. And you've spoken out when a lot of people won't do or too scared to because it's happening to them as well. Listen, Zena, we're running a bit low on time now, but are there are there places where you'd like to send anyone, like your Instagram or Twitter? or? So currently I'm on Twitter, at Iman Zena, so you can follow live updates. But if you want accurate information, yeah. right, at the moment, right, like I said, Channel 4 have covered my story, watch the documentary, bit that they've done the independent and mainly sky sky is the one that has blown this story up for me and they have done well for me watch that and then just just read all the press releases as well so watch all my up all the all the all the stuff that's coming out on Sky. Do go do that, guys. Support Zaina by following her on Twitter and finding out more about updates of her story, of course. And keep watching this show as well as we expose corruption in all of its forms. Thank you, Zaina Iman, so much for being brave enough to come on and tell your story. People, please do go follow her on Twitter. Just type in Zaina Iman. There'll be a little link in the description and uh, places where you can follow her story as it progresses, as she tries to bring uh, justice and uh, bring down the people that have potentially done awful things to her. Uh, please keep on supporting this podcast. Go to patreon.com slash Gold, where you can uh, sort of give a tip, let's say. It's, it's like a couple of quid a month or a few quid. A, it's like tipping your local barman or whatever, bar woman or man or whoever it is, uh, for the service they provide, and it keeps this podcast running. As I said, I have hired a guest booker to start work on the show from next month, so we'll be able to get some really interesting and varied guests back on the show to change things up a little bit. So, hope you stick with me for this journey. 